Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, hello, folks, and welcome, <laughs> welcome to another Zompocalypse Now. I'm Dustin. I'm Katie. That's Katie, my sister. She's joining us tonight, and maybe for a couple of weeks while we watch Black uh, Black Summer. That would be great. And then Tim. Tim is also here. I am indeed Tim, also here. Tim exists in the world. I actually, it's just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> There's no so actual proof. Record and then edit later, or is this like live recording? What we have done in the past, just for, for the folks who wonder how this works, uh, since Katie asked, um, what Dustin and I have done in the past is we've both recorded into two separate recorders. I record here in Kansas City, Dustin records in Texas, and I, he sent me his file, and I've taken our audio files, and I've laid them on top of each other and chopped out, you know, whatever echoey bits have to be chopped out, you know, that sort of thing, but which is which is a process that is not super time intense or it doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take time. Um, which means that sometimes we can record fairly early in the week, and it still doesn't get out until later in the week. The way we're doing it now is we're recording this uh, using a Zoom call, which a means we actually get to see each other, uh, which is always nice, uh, and b means there's one audio line. So if I had to do any editing at all, it's usually to clean up maybe some static on the line or to chop out a bit where it's like, yeah, we went down some weird path that nobody cares about, not even us. Um, <laughs> we can chop that out. Um, or occasionally we, you'll hit a pause where, you know, Dustin will forget someone's name like he always does. And we'll spend I don't know like, anyone's name. And we'll spend like a minute and a half trying to track down the name of whoever this person is. And you guys don't want to listen to that. So and usually, usually I put on IMDb so that I kind of have just even the smallest pretend that I have any kind of idea. Now, those of you who are have followed the show are also aware that this can be very, very entertaining because in the, over the time of watching The Walking Dead, Dustin has come up with some of the best names for characters whose actual names he can't remember. Uh, daughter fodder, of course, for Beth, uh, was a particularly wonderful one, which, considering how much we ended up liking Beth by the end, um, right. uh, but initially that was a fantastic name for her because she was just like the, the female version of Carl constantly getting herself in positions where she should be dead. <laughs> that was always fun. Yeah, so. So tonight we're going to start talking about a new Netflix series called Black Summer. Yeah. Uh, and it is going to be suitably bonkers. I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a, just the, the weirdest show. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, it's also technically, and, I say, and there's a reason I say technically, uh, technically set in the same universe as Z Nation, the sci-fi channel zombie series that was produced by The Asylum, who, of course, are the is that company that makes all the really terrible mockbusters, you know, that's the really bad science fiction horror films and, um, uh, Sharknado. Right. And yeah. 
So it's right. guys. So when they were when they made their first TV show with Z Nation, we were like, uh huh. And that one, I really, I really do feel bad about not watching more of that one because I like in the first episode, there's a zombie baby, and you just how do you go wrong with zombie baby? And I just, I was just so, but it just didn't get me. And then like, I don't know, I just lost track of it. And the next thing you know, it's seven episodes or seven seasons in, and who yeah. has the time? So yeah, it's um, it's it was oddly enough a very entertaining. Looney Tunes version of The Walking Dead, which was really, I mean, for, for a company that made its its money off of making sort of fake versions of bigger films, they actually made a, especially when you consider the the period when that show started, The Walking Dead was in one of its God, why is this show periods. And so it was almost like an antidote to the bad Walking Dead episodes. Um, but I lost track of it too. I mean, once, um, I, I think once the atomic bomb went off at the end of one of the seasons, I was kind of like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Right. So, uh, Black Summer is set, supposedly, and is set in this same universe, but there's no connection between the two shows other than the fact that it's produced by the same people, it's written by the same people, it's directed by the yeah. same people. And this is supposed to be some, so if it's connected as at all, it's supposed to be somewhat of a prequel yeah. because the characters, like this, this, this zombie situation, zombies have just happened. Like just happened. Yeah. Apparently. And that's kind of where we start. We start with Rose and her dumb daughter and her dumb husband. <laughs> and they are like hiding in this house. And then they come out of the house, they're like walking on the street and all of a sudden more people show up and they all start running and it's like crazy town, everybody running along and, and, uh, and they get to a, yeah, talk, use your voice, your face. That's what happens. You're telling it They go to the soldiers are trying to get, I guess, to the stadium, which is where the, the soldiers are taking people for a Thailand. Yeah. And... And Rose's dumb husband is hurt in some undefined way. Obviously, in bitten something. Yeah. He's got some sort of stomach wound. Right. And he's like, I fell. Uh-huh, whatever. I had cramps. But it's super obvious, like, from the beginning that he's not going to, like, he's turning. He's not going to last. Yeah. That's why we. I call him dumb husband. I didn't even register his name. Mm-hmm. So the daughter ends up getting on the transport as they're discovering dumb husband's got something wrong with him. He's got some dumb wrong with him. And and Rose decides to stick with him instead of just being like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm getting on the thing with my daughter. You're obviously going to die. Right. Well, I think something something else goes on at that point. Isn't it like when they start doing the airstrikes and the truck just goes? True. Yeah. Because this is... So, so one of the things that this show differentiates itself from pretty much right away is that when we were watching Fear the Walking Dead, we were supposed to be watching like the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. And then it promptly jumps in time to, well, we had a zombie apocalypse, but now we're all, you know, safe in suburbia or whatever. The, the first weird couple episodes of that show. And here it's more like, nope, everything's falling apart. Nope. <laughs> it's chaos. Right. 
So they're actually doing airstrikes on the city. Mm-hmm. Which I love the way that they did this because it's like, oh no, there's the plane. Let's all fall to the ground. And then it's like, you hear mm. the noises, but there's literally like, no, no smoke, no visual of the. There's no visual effect. Yeah, it's really funny. In my opinion, I thought it was very funny that it was like, yeah, okay, there's a there's a thing happening. You gotta you gotta save the explosives budget for the end of the season. Right. <laughs> um, something else I didn't realize until just this very second, uh, Rose is played by Jamie King, mm-hmm. um, who you may know from before when she was going by James King, which is right. her birth name. Uh, and she is pretty awesome. I like her. I've liked her in almost everything I've ever seen her in. I don't think she does a particularly great job here, but she doesn't have a lot to work with, just a lot of running and screaming. And recovering, like, super quickly from her husband turning and dying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he dies really super fast. And she recovers super fast. She's like, you know, she jumps off the fence and she's like, okay, take me to my dog. Right. Well, Okay, so so the rules of this universe are zombies are super fast. Right. These are these are the running the running attacking, you know world in which I would be dead immediately. <laughs> uh, and then this they also turn super fast. So basically you die and your eyes immediately open as a zombie. So this is not one of these, oh no, they're dead. It's oh god, they're dead, run. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we get in the next vignette. So, so Rose and her husband, she tries to convince him to come. He's like, well, I'm going to die. And she's like, yeah, but not today. And he's like, yeah, today. And like immediately dies. Like he goes from walking around hurt to dead, like with no preamble whatsoever. And so then he chases her out of the house and a soldier rescues her. And she's like, you got to take me to my daughter. And, and he's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. We got to get to the stadium. We got to get to the stadium and, right. and get together with all the survivors. And so the next, they're doing done a little vignette with a, like a person's name. And I can't remember who the next name is. Um, I think it's Ryan, but I can't be 100% positive. But it's a deaf guy. And he, um, he's yeah, just that's like, Ryan. He's like wandering around. That and it was like, you know, I get that you're deaf, but you not understand the gravity of the situation when, within which you find yourself. Yeah. Well, he was also with um, with the girl um, who does not get a name and does not get a. Yeah, she's in like three of the different vignettes, and she's the Korean girl. She's like running around. Right. Notice he was deaf. Dustin said so. <laughs> I thought he was just real dumb. Like, well, no, really every just, time they, they cut yeah, to his point of view, every time they cut to his point of view, the sound changes. Yeah, I noticed that after Dustin mentioned Oh, okay. I was totally, that went over my head. I, I told Dustin that I probably wouldn't have noticed that he was deaf, deaf until he had signed thank you uh, to the lady yeah. that helped him. <clears throat> Yeah, so he ends up gets get, gets separated from the Korean girl and ends up on his own. Right. Following but, Barbara. Barbara helps him. Or she says he can come with them to the stadium. Oh, no, that's Rose at the very, very end. Barbara is in the van. Oh, that's right. 
Barbara's the dumb lady in the she, van. Oh, yeah, okay. Barbara is in the van and she takes off with the people in the van. Yeah, Barbara then cuts to Barbara and she's like driving along and she's lost and so she's using the map and she's like super suburban. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this guy comes up to the window and he's like, hey, I need you to help me and my family. I'm totally not sketchy. And Katie's like, this guy is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we're both like, Go, drive, Barbara. Drive, just leave. But she ends up like letting him in the car and he tries to steal it. And then another dude comes and like steals the car back. It was just very, very strange. I just okay. feel like I know that you guys might not agree. I just feel like everybody is like, super okay with stuff like she she the other guy starts uh gets the you know steals the car back from the one dude and she just like jumps in the back seat like i'm gonna ride along no big deal now you're just beating somebody to death out here it's, it's fine. just like chaos and, and there's these characters a lot of them just seem to be kind of like okay this is happening i mean it might be survival mode i don't know but i just felt like that's probably why i would die though also in this universe i'd be freaking out the first wave because she'd be like what 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 are those why are they coming at me oh crap it's a zombie oh crap i'm dead oh crap i'm a zombie (laughs) yeah well it's another one of these universes where everybody is either a good person or a terrible person there is no middle ground well, I mean, well, we don't know. Okay, there's there's very... one person who's who's definitely implied to be middle ground, but I mean, in terms of the people, the random people they encounter, they're, they're like, let me help you, or civilization has fallen, let's give in to our basis impulses. You know, I mean, right. <laughs> those are your two options here for, for non-named characters. Right, and we don't know anything really about anybody yet, especially what their true motivations are. Right. Um, Especially like land, like Spears, who is the soldier who helps Rose. Rose, but turns out he's not a soldier at all. He was a prisoner of the soldiers for unknown reasons. And stole a uniform. And and escaped and stole a uniform. Yeah, in a sequence where basically he's being led along by these three uh, military guys who take him into some random family's house, and they're like, "Get out," um, you know. This, you, know, this, you have to evacuate the area immediately and then they promptly take him in there and then leave him with one guy mm-hmm. who is probably one of the worst soldiers in the history of soldiering let's leave him with the weakest link yeah <laughs> Barry just got kicked in the head yesterday he's, he's okay for guard duty but it's another example of the military is either corrupt or idiots uh, because you know the guy who will end up wearing this, this is the real spears and the guy who will end up wearing his bat, his, his uniform is like, well, the, the reason they got me is cause I've, you know, I've got all this hidden money. Like all this hidden money is going to make a difference in this. Right. World. This, uh, so that's the thing is like, obviously at this point in this world, money no longer has a value. I mean, that's obvious to me that like, if you were to be like, I've got money, I'd be like, okay, excellent. We have some more toilet paper. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that he was able to even tempt the real Spears with the idea of money is laughable to me. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, I want to, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. Can I put my hands up front? And Spears is like, sure, why not? 
And then he does that thing that is like impossible for normal human beings to do where he like, like pushes the the handcuffs under his butt and like scrunches his whole body together and pulls him. I'm like, anybody who can do that is immediately untrustworthy. Like that is not a thing that humans should be able to do. Well, it was a very practiced kind of move. It was kind of like, yeah, not my first time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then he promptly beats the, the real spears to death uh, in a particularly brutal uh, little uh, bash guy's head into a counter scene. Uh, bathroom counter yeah, and my exact words were oh shit yeah yeah oh no oh no. <laughs> we're in trouble yeah so then he's like okay i'm out of here <laughs> right and then he, he becomes spears who then helps rose and uh and we'll you find out more about them i guess because the next thing starts out saying it's lance but it, it doesn't follow Lance at all. at all. Yeah. So, so it starts with this couple, and the girl gets hit by a suburban. Now, earlier in in um, Ryan's uh, the deaf guy deaf guy's section, he he finds. Co- he finds the girl on the ground dying, and that's when the Korean girl comes up and like pulls him away mm-hmm. uh, before she dies. Well, we watch her die in turn, and then we follow her. Yeah, Lance, all we know about Lance is that he might not be good with a map and he left her for dead. Oh, no, that wasn't Lance. That that was her boyfriend. And then, That's, so the, that was Lance. The zombie girl. No, it wasn't. Lance, Lance was is, the one with the zombie girl. No, Lance is this guy right here. He was a little tubby. And, like, at, the zombie girl went through the whole, like, fun and attacked Lance's buddy who he was with, and Lance just ran away. Who was the guy with the girl that turned into a zombie? I don't even think, think he had a name. He totes did. Oh. Well, and that's, that's kind of one of the things about this show is that it bounces around from these characters. Because there's like, what, five characters we're trying to follow in this first episode? And you're with them long enough for something to happen to them, and then it switches to somebody else. So at least initially, it's a little... It's a little confusing as to what is going on and where these people are in relationship to each other. But we do get some like, you know, we see the same car in, in one, you know, in a couple of sequences. And we, we start to actually see this sort of, this is all happening in relatively the same neighborhood. Yeah. And I can't remember who happens next. Because we've done Rose and Spears and Lance and Ryan and Barbara. Was that it? Was that all of the characters you had? Like and Lance and Barbara, yeah. And they didn't. The Korean girl was in several of them, but she didn't have her own. They didn't give her a name at this point. So they all get to this checkpoint that's like choked full of people, and the military is trying to hold them back. But like, I guess they have not been uh, told they can use deadly force or something because they're they're not. And uh, people break through the checkpoint. And the first person to get through is the Korean girl, and she goes running down the thing. She's super feisty. Yeah, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. And she runs all the way to where the van that Barbara's in, and she like jumps in the front seat, <laughs> and the van just pulls off, like you know. And that leaves Rose and Spears and Lance and Ryan all kind of like standing there. And Rose like, so you guys can all come with us. We're going to the stadium, and they're like okay and there were like 
15 to 20 other people with them when all this happened that just like dispersed and vanished. It was the weirdest, like, like I, I, I've watched it twice and I still don't know where like all those people that were in that choke point mm -hmm. that ran down that thing and tried to get like, like eight to 10 people try to get in that van when the Korean girl jumps in. And then as soon as it pulls off, they all just like wander off and leave just the four of them. We're standing characters there. who don't matter. Quick, get out of frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's only so much of an extra budget. Right. You know, this is the asylum. There's only so much money to spend. And extra characters. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's kind of the first episode. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be super crazy. Well, what's kind of interesting and fun about it to me is that it is just, we are not going to spend a whole lot of time delving into the way people feel or their thoughts about the end of the world or deep, meaningful family relationships. It's just going to be run, scream, die, run, scream, die. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be the model. I mean, sure. We've got, you know, Rose is going after her kid, which, you know, it's a, but that's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a quest, you know I mean? It's, yeah. it's real basic storytelling, um, but it's shot well. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, an interesting it's an interesting looking show so far i mean i'm not it doesn't feel anywhere near as weird as z nation did it does yeah. not have that tone at all um because there was always something about z nation was just a little bit faintly ridiculous yeah or a lot ridiculous depending on the episode um but this is all played completely straight and um I, don't know, I I enjoyed the episode. I was kind of like, okay, cool. Let's do more of this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But it's also a show where you're kind of like, let's introduce a character and don't get attached. Right, yeah. don't get too attached. Pretty much everybody's going to die. Except for Rose, it looks like. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> we're flipping through photos. And... Oh, yeah, we're flipping through the photos on IMDb. And like, Rose is in every, every single, single one, one of them. So that'll be interesting. Well, when you've got Jamie King, you might as well just, you know. Yeah, and she's the only name. Like, okay, so Jamie King, and she's the top. Well, Gwyneth, Gwyneth uh, uh, Walsh plays Barbara, and Gwyneth Walsh was uh, one of the Klingon sisters in Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. She was a big deal for, you know, she was playing, a, she's been a genre actress for a while. Um, okay. So, but she's usually behind makeup. Mm. So, or at least as far as a lot of genre fans know her as. So, I don't even have pictures. Yeah, some of them, like, <laughs> I don't even, Jay's pointing out, some of them don't even have pictures. Which is nice. I mean, they're, they're, you know, using some new actors, and that's always nice. The guy who plays Ryan doesn't even, this is his first acting credit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let me see if I can look him up and see anything else about him. Let's look. Netflix debut, the latest feat for death Syrian refugee. Hmm. Huh. Cool. Well, this show is already uh, a hell of a lot more uh, multicultural than any of the Walking Dead universe uh, has ever been. <laughs> right. Um, you know, while, while the Walking Dead has moved past their only uh, X number of well, no, actually, I was about to say, how many black male characters are currently are on The Walking Dead? I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, 
question. But, you know, so you know, the demographics of Georgia were never accurately represented. In oh, definitely not. <laughs> Especially considering that they're supposedly started off in Atlanta. Yeah. So here at least, uh, and they don't think they ever say what city they're in, um, but it looks kind of California-ish. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's got that sort of that sort of California suburb kind of vibe. But yeah, this is this is fun. I mean, this is I'm. I think that if if this had come along without any other context, if there was no Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead or Z Nation or anything like that, it would be a perfectly serviceable zombie apocalypse TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I do hope that it's super crazy. I'd love it if it was just like, ponies, dead ponies, they're coming. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you, you to get zombie animals, you pretty much have to go in for you know some of the some of the novel writers who have played with with uh, the idea of the undead coming back um, have had things like zombie bears or zombie crocodiles or. Right. Um, well, here's the thing about zombie: if, if animals become zombified, that means that it's just over. Oh, like, yeah. there's no there's no way to survive zombie animals. There's just not because as soon as a zombie as soon as there are zombies, then everybody in the world is infected, and that's just the end. It would be a fun show to watch, though. <laughs> At least for like the episode and a half before everybody was dead. <laughs> right. And there's then there's six and a half more episodes of just dead, you know, dead bodies, you know, <laughs> zombies wandering around, bumping into things. <laughs> Well, that was, I think, the cool, that's, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about a show like, like The Walking Dead has been on for 10 years. They have zombies on that show, people who have been acting as zombies on that show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's cool. Well, and at least in the, fin- in the most recent season, they actually started to show them starting to, f- to decay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> took them long enough. So no, but this is this is a, you know, it, it's it's always kind of weird to recommend something from the asylum, but their TV shows have been fun and interesting. I look forward to seeing how it turns out. Oh yeah, me as also. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out, it is uh, all episodes. Netflix drops all the episodes of their shows at once. So this is a. Um, I think there's what eight episodes. Yes. Yeah. So there's eight episodes. All of them are out there. Um, we will keep covering them uh, over the next couple few weeks uh, while we wait for Fear the Walking Dead to come back. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but a certain person has expressed interest uh, in coming back to the show, considering um, uh, no body, no proof. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone, somebody, somebody who has a vested, uh, a vested interest in Madison. Somebody has a vested interest in Madison. Oh, oh, yeah, Kim Dickens. Exactly. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, Kim's like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, nobody actually saw Madison die, and I was like, yeah. This was kind of what we were saying the whole season. It's like, why, you know? So yeah, she. For you know, for she was someone who was informed her character was dying. She wasn't somebody who asked to leave the show. So um, it would, be, and she pointed out that it would be a lot of fun to have Madison uh, 
interact with the current leads. Um, because well, that's what we kept saying was the thing that we wanted to happen most. We wanted uh, Morgan and Madison to butt heads and mm-hmm. they never even shared a single scene. Right. So I would be into it. Oh yeah. Well, and it just seems I like they're coming to the show back. They're bringing back, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel for like the ninth time. Well, Daniel is indestructible. Everyone knows you cannot kill Daniel. Daniel is the Terminator. Right. If we get halfway through the season and we start seeing metal glint from underneath his skin suit, then I would not be surprised because you can shoot him, you can drop a bridge on him, you can, you know, drop a building on him on fire and he'll be like, this has inconvenienced me slightly. Mm Mm-hmm. I will catch up to the others. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess we're uh, we're done. <laughs> and so that pretty other. Yeah, that pretty much is the entire episode, uh, the first episode so far. And you know, obviously, with this many characters, um, whether or not we pick up some more along the way, there's there's a lot of things to follow. So it should be it should be interesting. Um, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on iTunes and podcast.com. You can subscribe, obviously, to the show on iTunes and podcast.com, and you can leave us comments on all of those platforms, and we would love to hear from you guys. If you have seen uh, Black Summer and want to tell us what you think, we would love to hear it. If you want to tell us why you think Madison needs to come back to Fear the Walking Dead or why she should never come back to the Fear the Walking Dead, I mean, you're wrong, but you could tell us that, and we would happily listen. Um, we, would love, we would love to hear from you guys so um, as always Dustin thank you thank you and Katie waves she, she got bored <laughs> talking about Fear the Walking Dead she moved away but <laughs> waves goodbye thank you Katie alright and we will see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse now yay Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.